Good morning. Just want to just share a word with you all this morning. But before we go forth in the word, I'd like to just offer up a word of prayer. Lord God, we just thank you and we bless you for your sweet Holy Spirit. We bless you for the anointing, Lord God, that destroys yokes and lift heavy burdens, Lord God. As some, Lord God, are feeling the burdens and the pressure, Lord God, of life. As we have entered into a time, Lord God, of COVID-19, but Lord God, you're greater than that. Your anointing destroys the worries, Lord God, and the cares, Lord God, of life. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I lift up your word, Lord God, and I ask right now that you be in the midst of us, Lord God, that you move by your spirit, by your power, and by your might, Father. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, Lord God, that I decrease and that the anointing of your Holy Spirit increase in me, Lord God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that I give a word that will comfort the hearts, Lord God, of the hearers and the doers of your word, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to minister to your people, Lord God. I ask in Jesus' name that you strengthen them and let not their hearts get weary in well-doing. Give to them your comfort of knowing that they will reap if they faint not, Lord God. Fan the fires of our faith, Lord God, so that the world will be able to see that you are the great one in us and moving through us. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. This morning, I'd like to read a passage of scripture from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 51 and 52. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was subject to them. But his mother treasured of all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. For a subject I'd like to title this text, Growing in Stature in the Midst of COVID-19. Growing in Stature in the Midst of COVID-19. The definition of stature is natural height as a person in an upright position, quality or status gained by growth development, or achievement. And looking at this passage of scripture, we find that, that Jesus had just connected back with his mother and father after having sat down and studied the word with great scholars of the word. And as we know the story, that the mother and father, they were on their journey home and they found that Jesus was no longer with them. And so they went back and they found Jesus in the temple studying the word with learned men of the gospel. And so the word of God tells us that he went down with them. And going down with them, he went down to Jerusalem. And he fellowshiped there with them. And then he came to Nazareth, where he and his parents had lived ever since their return. 
in this subject, we find that Jesus is subject to his parents. Even though he was sent to minister to us, to save us, to show us how to live, Jesus was still under the authority of his parents. During this time of the pandemic, many are struggling with the thoughts of whether or not I should have a worship service in my, 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 my church setting, or should I obey the laws of the land? We have to remember that we, even as pastors and children of the Most High God, that we are still subject to the laws of the land. Jesus, even though he knew that he had an appointed time to do a great work for his heavenly father, he was still under the authority of his parents. Let's look at this thought for a moment. Jesus, knowing that he had a father in heaven whose business he came to do, but also he remembered that he was subject to his parents. The word of God tells us for our youth that are listening in that we as children must be subject to the authority of our parents. The word of God says, honor thy mother and thy father so that your days will be long upon the earth. Jesus showed all that he dutifully respected his parents. He yielded to them in cheerful obedience and to their commands. He continued to do as he was taught by his parents. We know that Jesus' father was a carpenter by trade. Jesus went home and he learned the trade of his father. The word of God tells us that his mother, she treasured all that her son did. And as I reflect on how the mother just treasured everything that her father that her son did in the act of obedient i think about god abba father how he treasures in his heart when we obey the things in which he commands us to do i can see our heavenly father looking down at us today as the world is in a chaotic state and there are those who are in a state of panic all around us, but who God has chosen, those whom he has chosen to preach, to teach this gospel, how we are submitting not only to the word of God, but to the responsibility of making sure that we shepherd the people whom God has entrusted to us. That means that we have a responsibility to look over them in their natural habitat and also spiritually. I can see our heavenly father, Abba Father, the great provider, the creator of life, looking down at us, even looking down in this state in which we are in and seeing how pastors are connecting and the body of Christ are coming together to work for the good of the kingdom of the almighty God. 
I can see Abba Father treasuring the moments when we are praying for our neighbors, when we are doing good for those who are less fortunate than we are, how we are taking the rim, we're taking the ham, and we're holding on to what God has commanded us to do, to go ye therefore, to make disciples, to show others how the body of Christ, how those who are in the kingdom of the living God, how we are to live, how we are to respond when there is a cry, when there is desperation all around us. Abba Father, the great creator, the one who made us, who shaped us, formed and fashioned us in his image according to his likeness, who knew that we would one day be in this state who wanted to see his sons and daughters rise up and grow in stature in the face of the pandemic, in the face of COVID-19, Abba Father is looking around and he's seeing whether or not he see the reflection of his image growing in stature. A mother holding on to the things in which she saw her son having done, knowing that he was her child, but he was also the son of the most high God. I can see the mother with joy in her heart, knowing that one day she would have to release her son to go forth and do the work of the ministry. But as a child, looking at him as he grow in obedience, as he grow in integrity, as he grow in faithfulness, as he grow in love, wisdom, revelation, understanding, and knowledge. I'm sure Mary was very proud when she looked at her son. Growing in stature means that we cultivate our legal stature with God and with man. In 1 Samuel 2 and 26, it says this, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with God and with men. Now Samuel was placed in the home of Eli and he was there learning how to serve the priests. When I look at the boy Samuel, I think about Jesus, the son of the living God, the high priest. I think about Samuel as a type and shadow of Jesus, the Savior who was to come. Samuel was devoted to the Lord in a special manner. From his childhood, he was placed in the sanctuary. He was placed up under the authority of Eli, the priest. I'm thinking about Jesus at 12 years old in the temple under the authority of the teachers that were there. Samuel, he increased in statue and in grace. He grew more and more in all respects and became even greater and stronger than the sons of Eli. As he proceeded on in years and grew in stature, he appeared more and more to be a good man, a virtuous, holy, and gracious person. 
the Lord was pleased with Samuel. And we found in the word that Samuel gained favor with man and with God. In the book of Luke 2 and 40, the word of God reads, And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I pose this question to you. How do we grow in stature in the face of adversity when there is a spirit of panic all around us? What do we do so that the world will see the light of his salvation and the strength of his anointing being reflected through us as we yield ourselves over to our creator? I present to you one point, that we must put on the mind of Christ. The word of God tells us that be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. That means that we have to allow our minds to go through this place of transformation. That we know that when we were saved by the blood of Jesus, that it washed away all of our old ways of thinking, and we become more like him. We must clothe our mind in righteousness, knowing that by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that we are now the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We must also learn, second point, that we must walk in the ways of the Lord. Jesus went about walking in the ways of his creator. That means that we have to reflect the image of how Jesus walked. And I know sometimes it gets hard in life and we have our struggles and we have situations such as what we are having to endure right now, but we cannot take on the garment of heaviness. We must keep on the garment of righteousness and holiness. We must walk in the integrity of the word of God. We must know that we are no longer how we used to be, but we have been changed. We have been washed by the shed blood of Jesus. I believe that Abba Father, God Almighty, creator of all things, the maker of life, the one that took a lump of dirt, and blew his penuma, his spirit, and then becoming a living soul, reflecting the image of God. I believe that as we take on the mind of Christ and we begin to walk in his ways, I believe that God will see signs of the most high God walking and growing in stature. I believe that this is a perfect opportunity that we have now faced today where God will use what looked like a crazy and messed up situation and bring forth his glory if we just remember that we must keep our mind renewed by the word of God knowing that God is up to something great in the midst of adversity. 
I reflect on Job in the midst of adversity. God was up to something great. And I do believe that God is going to do something great in this. I believe that there will be a humbling of our, uh, of people of God coming together and seeking his face like never before. Walking in the spirit of the living God. Connecting with him. Another point. We must have a high level of dependency of the spirit of the living God so that we can boldly go before the throne room of grace. That our dependency is so wrapped up, is so connected with the spirit of the living God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we walk one with them. And God began to lead and he began to guide us and he begins to give us his creative ingenuity to know how to orchestrate, to legislate, to cause things to come forth that the Lord God wants to come forth in this situation. Our dependency cannot be on the government. Our dependency cannot be on the stock market. Our dependency cannot be on the stores, whether or not they're going to open or close and we're going to be able to get the resources that we feel that we need. Our dependency must be on the Lord. I'm reminded when the children were delivered out of Egypt, their dependency was on the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit working through a servant by the name of Moses who led them into the promises of knowing God the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the father that rescues his people in times of trouble, that they were so dependent on God that they didn't worry about what they were going to eat or drink. Their clothes never wore out. Their shoes never wore out. When they were hungry, God released manna from heaven. Our God is all sufficient. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. And we who are a part of the kingdom of the most high God, this is a perfect opportunity for us to show the world that there is a God that sits high and looks low and he sees everything that is going on around us. But he's looking for one who is totally dependent on him, whose faith is in him. We also must have a sense of obedience. I mean covenant obedience to God. That God is a covenant keeper. He is one who doesn't renege on his promises. His promises to us are yea and amen. We must decree and we must declare the promises of the word of God. We must open up the word of God and we must meditate on the word of God so that when we walk through the world, we will have good success. We must acknowledge him in all of our ways. We must yield to the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit as he gives us the word of truth. The word of God tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And with the word, everything was made. That in the midst 
of the trial, in the midst of the turbulence, we can yield for the word of God. And we can say that the greater one lives inside of us than he that is in the world. We are not shaken, nor are we moved. But we are under the influence and the understanding of the Holy Spirit that is working to do a great work through those of us who are submitted to the obedience of the word of God. That we are in agreement with what God will have us to do. We must also lay down our lives as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before the Lord God Almighty, daily presenting these bodies. Lord God, what would you have me to do in the face of adversity? Lord God, strengthen me so that I can lay aside every weight that would try to so easily beset me. Dress me up in the garments of praise. Give me a crown of royalty so that when I walk in a room, they will know that a son of the most high God has entered into the room. God, dress me with the light of your love so that those who have yet not experienced the love of a savior, that I can give them the love of God. Lord, give me words that will, will open up the hearts of men, that they will receive you as Lord and Savior. Lord, give me a word that will draw those who are in darkness into the marvelous light. Perfect opportunity where we reflect not on what we need and what we don't have, but we reflect on who we have. We have God, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. We are more than conquerors through God, Jesus, the Christ, power of the Holy Spirit that strengthens us every day. And lastly, we must walk in humility as God uses us to do a great work and to compel men to come unto the Savior the one who can save the darkest sinner, the one who will give hope to the one who is lost, that as he used us for his glory and his good pleasure, that we don't get caught up in pride and arrogance and we begin to boast in what we have done, but we rejoice and what the Lord has done and how he has used us for such a time as this. Let us magnify the Lord. Let us praise his holy name. Let us not get weary. Let us not get frustrated. But let us be excited in the moment that God is doing something great, even in the midst of the peasants, even in the midst of panic, that God is doing something great. So we magnify you, God, and we glory in your presence. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that in the midst 
of the storms of life. In the midst of panic all around us, that you are calling us to grow in a place of stature, Lord, where our dependency is so on you, God. I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we take this opportunity and we, O oh Lord, rest in the assurance that you, Lord God, have us sheltered under your wings, that you are providing for us, O oh Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that all fear and all stressors be pulled down, Lord, every vain and high and exalted thing that lifts itself above the knowledge and understanding of how powerful and how great you are, Lord. Lord God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you move by your spirit and move by your might, God. Lord God, we trust you and our dependency is on you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that we rest, rule, and abide, Lord God, in the comfort of your word, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that your shalom, God, your peace that surpasses all understanding rests upon our nation, our country, this world, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, O oh Father, that you be the lifter of heads, O oh Lord, that are bowed down without hope, Lord. That you be the hope of their salvation, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will use your pastors, Lord, your ministries, O oh God, to go forth, Lord God, and compel men, Lord God, to come and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you, O oh Lord, be the God of peace, Lord, over our doctors, Lord, over our nurses, O oh God, those that are giving care, Lord God, to those, Lord God, who have been affected, Lord God, by COVID-19, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we are sensitive, Lord God, to the needs, Lord God, of our medical professionals, Lord, and that we will not burden them, Lord, of being careless, irresponsible, and not yielding over to the commands in which you, O oh God, have allowed, Lord God, our governing bodies, O oh God, to call us into a place of shelter. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you send forth the power of your spirit. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord God that healeth thee, Lord. Lord God, heal, Lord God, those who have been infected, Lord. Heal the viruses, Lord. I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this be a time when we draw near to you like never before, Lord God. Release your anointing, Lord God. Release the fire of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. I pray in Jesus' name that those who hear your word today, that we all begin to grow up in stature so that Abba Father will look down and be pleased at those whom he created. I bless you, Lord God, and I thank you for this opportunity 
to yield myself over to release your word to your people. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.